Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello, North Shore, and welcome to North Shore News Week, your weekly podcast catching up on all the headlines found at the recordnorthshore.org, your friendly neighborhood nonprofit news site, developed by co-founders Martin Carlino and I'm Joe Coglin. Uh, two of us, also Megan Bernard, who's not on the podcast, but we're going to give you the rundown of the week that was in the Nutria Township area over three segments, three simple segments. We start with the lead story. We moved up and down the shore where we, we try to touch on every community we cover from Glencoe down to Wilmette. And then we uh, wrap things up. Oh, we do our featured feature before sending you on your way. So we're going to start, jump right into it. Uh, more busy week, but we're going to start with our lead story um, and a heartbreaking story out of Nutrier, Wilmette, a lot of programming in the area um, of the death of the surprising death, accidental death of 16-year-old Samantha Cerrone, known as Sam to her friends. Sam was a... Uh, walking along the train tracks with a friend on Wednesday, June 9th, um, when she tripped um, the CTA tracks um, and fell on the third rail. Uh, she was electrocuted and she died later at Evanston Hospital at, uh, later that morning. Her friend suffered injuries as well. She tried to help her off the third rail, uh, but non-life-threatening and she is okay. Um, it was an accidental death. Um, according to this, all of this information, all according to the Evanston um, Evanston authorities, Evanston Police Department, as well as the Cook County Medical Examiner, um, they were they were out for a walk late um, along the train tracks, and uh, it was, as far as anybody can tell, just a very um, tragic accident, um, and they fell on the third rail, um, taking taking Samantha's life. Samantha was a 16-year-old Nutrier sophomore, um, rising junior. She was a swimmer with Nutrier Aquatics, as well as the Nutrier High School program. Um, she worked in Evanston at uh, Valley Groceries, Valley, I think, um, Valley Produce Grocery Store, according to her father, who we spoke with, was a very active, very busy person. She put her, her heart and dedication into everything she did. Um, she, she liked to live life. She liked to... Uh, um, you know, to its fullest, and according to um, her father, and uh, she was very well liked by her peers, um, who spoke very fondly of her. There was a service at Donwin Funeral Home over the weekend um, for Sam uh, on the lamppost right next to the um, Cerrone's home in Wilmette, which is right near the CTA tracks. Uh, there was a memorial um, pretty immediately started developing from community members, friends and family um, that featured flowers, um, a poster board with, with notes to, Sam, so to Samantha um, about how much she was loved and admired. And just a very tragic story. We have the news um, story about her, her tragic death on our site, as well as a bit of a memorial piece that was in advance of the services over the weekend so you can take a look at that some thoughts and comments from her friends her father as well as uh, the Nutria aquatics swim club um so just a tragedy not sure what else to say here um a community member um gone too soon at the age of 16 samantha sorrell just a story that when the news 
comes across and, and when you first hear it just makes sadness wash over you and makes you put your put your head in your hands and, and just feel sorrow and, and grief immediately. And, you know, from everything that we've been able to gather so far uh, about Samantha just sounds like she was a uh, incredible young woman who um, had a lot going for and a lot to be proud of. And Nutri Aquatics did release a, a statement on, I believe it was last Thursday afternoon, um, and just just called Sam a supportive, kind, compassion person. Um, said she was a, a great teammate, always you know at the end of the pool, rooting her teammates as they raced, um, you know supporting them, cheering for them. Um, called her reserved but determined young woman, um, and just said she had a, a bright smile that every time um, she, she smiled, she lit up a room and and was inspiring in, in very subtle, but uh, meaningful ways. So um, just a, a, I think Joe said it perfectly, a, uh, a life gone too soon. Um, on the same note, um, we talked to her father who just wanted to, you know, he, he made sure to express uh, to parents out there that um, don't ever feel like you're overdoing it by preaching safety to your children. Um, even though it might feel silly saying the same thing over and over, you know, uh, over and over and over, um, it's important. Um, you know, they grew up near the CTA tracks and he said, he, you know, throughout their life, uh, their children, uh, their child, I'm sorry, um, Samantha was an only child, knew the dangers of those tracks, um, but it's never, you know, make sure you do everything you can. So no matter what danger it is, um, if your kid is in front of your child, make sure you say it over and over, according to uh, Samantha's dad, Rudy, um, important one. But uh, for now, rest in peace, Samantha Cerrone. And that's our lead story for the week. We're going to take a step over to our um, up and down the shore segment in which we try to touch on every community that we cover from Glencoe in the north to Wilmette in the south. And we're actually going to combine to start things off, Glencoe and Winneka, because we have a, a couple of new Trier stories here um, that are worthy of note from a meeting last week, uh, stories we've been following that uh, you should be aware of as some updates have come across. Yeah, so first we're going to start off with um, some news that came out of the board meeting, the Nutria board's um, June meeting last week. So um, the first story we reported on from that meeting in uh involve school officials saying that they're hopeful they'll know the mitigation measures, if any, that will be in place next school year by early August. So those familiar with how the school calendar works, Nutria typically starts um, its school year at the end of August, around the, the second or last week of August. So uh, officials right now are hopeful, as I mentioned, that they'll know the mitigation measures that are going to be in place for next school year by early August. They will then communicate those um, mitigation measures to families so they can prepare their students of uh, what they'll need to be prepared with coming into next school year. So um, obviously this all relates to the COVID-19 pandemic and um, how to keep both students and staff safe within school buildings. So um, one thing that will not be returning at Nutria next school year is its saliva screening program which was launched in, the, um, in October of 2020 um, in an effort to help keep cases of COVID-19 out of the building 
Um, it was a, a, a saliva screener program um, that students and staff had to take part in before they were able to, to come to school. And it was able to identify cases of the virus and flag them before they were able to come into the school. So that will not be returning. It will end as the athletic season at Nutria does, which is June 19th. So this week will be the last for it. Um, a bit of an issue that's been very contentious here um, in our coverage area recently is if students will be required to wear masks to school next year. So far, the Illinois Department of Public Health and um, the Illinois State Board of Education has not issued any guidance related to that yet. We've heard some rumbling, some whispers. Um, the most concrete thing we've heard so far is from Glencoe School District Super Superintendent um, Catherine, Dr. Catherine Wong, who said that um, the district is preparing as if it um, should expect mass to be a part of next school year. But again, nothing concrete there. Um, there recently was a, a pretty strong parent petition in Winneka School District 36 to make mask wearing optional. Um, however, for at least this school year, districts had to follow that guidance from um, ISBE and IDPH. So We'll see what happens come August related to mask wearing, social distancing, any other potential mitigation measures that will be in place, um, such as ventilation and, and things along those lines. But right now, Nutria officials are hopeful they'll know the final word in early August. And then we also have an update. Um, obviously, we'll keep you up to date on um, as those guidelines from um, the authority for those matters progress. Um, we'll update you how local schools react um, this summer. Um, another update is for Gates Gym in uh, Winneka. As we know, that big demo is coming. And uh, what's the latest, Mark? Yeah, so we got an update on that at the meeting as well, Joe. And the first bid package uh, was approved by the board at that meeting. So that bid package was approved for about roughly $890,000, and it'll be the first of three bid packages that are going to go out for the project. So for anyone who's familiar with the project and has seen our previous reporting, they'll know that obviously this is a high ticket, very expensive project that the district is currently estimating a $75 million price tag for. So that means that the next two bid packages that are that bid packages that are going to uh, go out, which officials said will go out for bid likely in the fall, are going to be very um, more are going to be much more substantial. Um, they're going to involve much larger numbers than that eight hundred ninety thousand of this first bid package. Uh, right now, officials estimated that about sixty million dollars worth of work, if not more, will be. Um, will go out in those two bid packages. But this first bid package involves some work that is gonna be done this summer. Officials believe that it, it is best to be done this summer because it will cause the least disturbance to um, students and staff and the school's learning environment. One of the goals of the project is to uh, create very minimal disturbance to the school year. That's why uh, construction is, started to, is slated to start over winter break in December of this year. So uh, once students break for winter, that's when a lot of the demolition and heavy construction will start to take place. But this first bid package is sort of a, uh, a first step, first foot forward in the project. Um, and just to give a little bit of an overall scope of the project, it um, involves the school district knocking down the historic Gates Gymnasium at the Winnetka campus and constructing a new uh, three-story athletic and kinetic wellness facility. That 
facility is going to include a, um, a brand new competition gym, a six lane indoor track, some artificial turf areas, uh, new cardio and weight room facilities, uh, and also some additional classrooms for um, Nutrier's curriculum as well. About 12 new classrooms are scheduled as part of that project. So very extensive, expansive project. Um, and this is sort of the first step in the process. Right now, officials are still hanging on to that $75 million price tag estimate, but we're currently in the phase where we're going to get a more precise, more detailed, more final um, estimate. And uh, school officials said that that estimate should be brought forward by the end of June. Um, and if it is over the expected $75 million price tag, officials said that they will try to work to eliminate some elements to make it as close to that as possible. So as Joe alluded to, we'll keep you as posted as possible. Um, this is something that you'll probably see about six or seven, if not more stories throughout its entire duration, because it's going to be a, a massive project for, for several years. And uh, I think we've already reported on probably five stories on it. So expect more news to come here, but uh, the first steps and the design and planning are well underway uh, with this massive project. And that is Glencoe and Winneka. Um, stay tuned that we you know cover Nutrier board, Nutrier sports, um, Nutrier in the classroom. So we try to cover all of that and, and Martin's on that beat for the most part. So stay tuned and we'll have all the updates, especially on that major renovation um, that's going to uh, overhaul that west side of the campus. East side of the campus. I'm sorry. East side of the west campus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, moving on to um, moving down one town to Northfield. Um, in Northfield, we have, um, you know, you're not doing community journalism right if you don't have a coyote story or two every year. Um, this story. Somebody put that on a pillow. <laughs> unfortunately, this story had a bit of a tragic ending, at least uh, a portion of it, in that the, um, the family in, in, a family in Northfield uh, unfortunately had to watch once its cat got out the front door, a coyote snatch it um, and run off with it um, out there in Northfield. So um, tragic story. Um, they filed a police report, obviously, just to kind of mark it. Um, but only a couple of years after a very uh, viral incident, uh, well, an incident um, went viral because it was caught on video in a Northfield backyard when a dog got, um, was attacked when the coyote jumped over the fence. So um, not new in the area, not new in the suburbs, but we just wanted to uh, make sure to point it out um, add some tips. Glencoe um, has also uh, been um, vocal or transparent about making increasing awareness of the um, of the incidents and the desensitized the urban coyote, if you will, um, suburban in this case. Um, that's a little more normalized and uh, not as scared of humans uh, as as it once was. So their sightings are more. Um, are less unique. Um, they happen all the time. It's not scary, but there are steps to take um, if you're a suburban homeowner, especially if you have um, little animals, um, little pets, um, don't let them run loose. Um, but uh, one big one that I know um, from doing coyote stories over the years is a lot of, not a lot, but some residents feed the coyotes. Um, don't worry, folks, the coyotes will get their food. You do not need to feed them. By doing so, you just bring them closer to the homes and make them feel comfortable and at peace there. Um, they're wild animals um, and will find their, and will fend from themselves. So don't worry about that. 
Fencing helps. Do not create conflict. Do not run from a coyote, but uh, report. Do not report docile, uh, docile coyotes, but do report aggressive or fearless coyotes, uh, especially ones that might appear injured and aggressive or like they're ill and aggressive. Uh, make sure to report those. Otherwise, uh, don't worry about it. Just watch your pets. Um, they're not aggressive animals unless they are made so. So that is, we do have that um, coyote story that ended in a bit of a tragic incident for a local pet, but they are around. So keep an eye out and watch those tips. We have them all um, on the record, northshore.org. That is Northfield. Uh, we're going to skip over Kenilworth and go to Wilmette, our southernmost town, and talk about a very unique business concept. First, I've heard of it, but it's coming to uh, South Wilmette. Yeah, we've got a new business coming in, and I'll have to agree with you, Joe. I have never heard of a business concept like this, so very exciting uh, new business coming into Wilmette's 4th and Linden business district, and that new business is going to be called Luigi's Dress Shop. So the two familiar faces are going to be spearheading this business, and that's Blair Cook, the owner of Alchemy, which is actually uh, just right down the street of the proposed location for Luigi's. Luigi's is hopeful to open at 424 uh, Linden in Wilmette and Alchemy just down the street at 416 Linden. And uh, Blair's teaming up with uh, Mary Rose uh, McGinnis, who is the owner of downtown Wilmette's Exhibit Boutique. So two Wilmette business owners teaming up for this uh, new business, Luigi's Dress Shop. And they say it's going to be an entirely new concept in the retail beverage, beverage industry. And what they mean by that, as they presented it to Wilmette's Village Board a couple weeks ago, is that the business is going to offer specialty alcohol beverages, which are going to be created from their own ingredients and then uh, both made and bottled at the store. So a second characteristic of the business is also that it's going to be um, sort of a speakeasy style um, type design. And what they mean by that is they want to give the illusion of uh, that the store is a speakeasy designed as, uh, as a bit of a dress shop as well, because they are going to have, the way they're going to design it is they're going to have dresses displayed, uh, dresses and gowns displayed in the front window, window to make it appear that it is a dress store, but give that speakeasy illusion because of the self-created and uh, curated cocktails that will also be available. The hours of operation are going to be uh, rather limited, Wednesday through Sunday, 5 to 8 p.m., I believe, and they are going to uh, hold private, private events for those cocktails, and I believe the maximum capacity is going to be 10 people. It's a bit of a small space, um, so not a lot of people coming in, in and out. They're also going to deliver a lot of those cocktails. Uh, right now, they said the focus will be just on delivering to Wilmette at the start, so Still a lot of details to come forward, um, and I think maybe still a little bit a ways away from opening, but um, an exciting new concept coming into Wilmette. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Going to have to check that out when it opens uh, for sure. So that is Up and Down the Shore, um, our second segment of the podcast in which we uh, cover all the towns. That and much more is at our website, therecordnorthshore.org, so make sure you check it out for the full stories as well as other stories. <clears throat> Moving on to our third segment, it's our featured feature um, and pretty exciting stuff because we weren't sure 
and they didn't make a big announcement, but Independence Day celebration is back in Wilmette, Marty. Yeah, the 4th of July is back with a bang. Get it? Ha ha. Drum roll, please. Thank you. But the ever popular July 3rd event in Wilmette at Gilson Park is back this year after it had to be canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So all the um, you know typical fun events that would take place in Wilmette for Independence Day celebrations are back this year, including the um, the fun run, all the, the party and festivities at Gilson, and obviously the main event, which is the fireworks show in the evening. So really exciting times that it's back this year. Um, we've got some notes in the story about uh, a few differences that will take place with some transportation and parking. So if you're planning on heading over, I encourage you to check out the story and check out the village's website for more information related to that. But um, after a lost summer in, in 2020, very exciting that uh, 4th of July celebration is back in Wilmette uh, this year. In some of our other coverage areas, Northfield is going to bring back some uh, in-person celebrations uh, on the 4th as well, as in addition to uh, Winneka and Glencoe as well. Winneka is going to have a parade. Um, I'm, we'll double check on the status of Winneka's fireworks show. I think that that might be a little... Um, Display, delayed as we're recording. We do know for sure that Glencoe is going to hold its fireworks show um, as sort of an end of summer bash on September 3rd at uh, Lakefront Beach over there in Glencoe. So exciting times, a lot going on. We break it all down for you in the story, but uh, 4th of July fun, at least a lot of it is back this year. Yeah, exciting stuff as uh, we, we start to Get back to normal, as so often said. Uh, this is kind of a big part of that. That I've been to that Independence Day celebration at Gilson many times, Marty, and it, it brings out the people. We're talking thousands and thousands on the beachfront. A um, lot of activities, a lot of fun um, as, as, a, as a full day affair. Um, so that's it. Uh, that's our show, guys. That is uh, our three segments um, covering what we covered at the record northshore.org plenty more where that came from guys just check out our site um, and remember we are a reader funded nonprofit, nonpartisan website doing this all for the community um, we believe in the access to reliable responsible information especially at the local level so um, if you also believe in that we hope you can donate or become a subscriber and that'd be great um, it would help support these efforts as we uh, bring you the news um, and before we go, we got a, a few things to, uh, to bring you up upcoming. First, we did have a story in a preview. We just want to mention it's Saturday. There is a race in uh, an open water race at Gilson Beach. It's called Wilmette Open Water or WOW Race. Um, so check that out. Google it. We have a story up online that you can sign up. That is this Saturday. What else we got coming up, Mark? We've got a lot of our day-to-day -day municipal board coverage coming back here um, show as this is one of our busier weeks in the month, that third week where uh, a lot of our boards will be meeting. So we had the Wilmette Park Board meet earlier this week, and we'll have a story coming up shortly on that. And then we're going to have some Glencoe Village board coverage later this week as they're slated to meet this Thursday. So, um, you know, necessary coverage coming forward. And a lot of times we get some, some really great tidbits and news out of these meetings. So looking forward to sharing that with the community. Absolutely. And we have, we'll have some more sports coverage too, but we have plenty of it up right now. 
Um, just a wild week in a. You want baseball? You want tennis? You want soccer? You want lacrosse? We got it all. That was good. We need to put that. We need to put that on a reel, Mark. Um, <laughs> so we got it all. It was a very busy week um, as the condensed kind of pandemic season all ended in a flourish in the past week and a half. Uh, still got one more finale this weekend, but uh, we got everything up to that point. So make sure you check that out for all your sports news. Uh, but uh, other than that, till next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>